What's up, beloveds? I am your girl, Belle Fit. How you doing? It is feeling good out here in Southern California. Today, I wanted to talk to you about drugs, boo. Listen, I'm not here to scold you. I am not here to be that person that acts like they never did anything. As a matter of fact, that's why I'm talking about it. I have tried so many different drugs recreationally, okay? Especially when I was in high school, you know, early 20s, etc. That if anyone is going to keep it real and bring it to you, boo, it's going to be me. Because I've been there. I've done that. And here is the thing about drugs. So, your initial high, it doesn't even matter which substance you prefer. That initial high, you will never get again. (laughs) Your body is in complete shock. The first time you ingest a substance that's foreign to you. Now, people do this repetitiously and it becomes habitual. And what ends up happening is they're trying to attain that same high and they're never going to get it. So you end up spending more money using more of whatever substance and The effects long-term is it does deteriorate certain aspects of your body. I'm just keeping it real, okay? For example, when I was drinking heavily, I was hospitalized. I had a catheter in me, guys. Listen, I'm keeping it real. You don't know my story. So I have to bring it to you just uncut like this. And I ended up being in so much pain. I mean, I would have um, kidney infections. I would have to take, you know, a bunch of cranberry pills. It was crazy because I did it in excess, right? And that's only for those of you that have the genetic code to substance abuse. Like, believe it or not, addicts, it's in their DNA, Okay, so for me, my uncles were alcoholics and, you know, neither one of my parents really drink at all. So, you know, for the longest time, I didn't know I had the issue because I'm like, yo, I come from good seed. We don't even drink like that, but I'm just out here trying to do what I do because, you know, I'm young and I'm dumb and I'm in California, boo. Let me turn up a little bit. No. (laughs) So back to the subject at hand. I just wanted to put that out there because I don't want anyone to condemn themselves because they have addictive tendencies. You know, that's really in the DNA. That's your body having an allergic reaction to substances, okay? You can have a a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde personality, or you can just be one of those where you lose control and you have no discipline and you just want more and more in spite of the devastation it's causing you, okay? So... Let's get back to the subject at hand. Now, when it comes to marijuana, this is something that I have done so many times and I have stopped it, tried it again, stopped it, tried it again. And here's the thing about weed. And especially for those of you that have like, you know, the ADHD like I do, you're hyperactive, you have a lot of energy. Man, doesn't it feel good (laughs) when you are calm? You know, like when you take that hit, or you have that edible, whatever the case may be, and you are just 
in a state of relaxation that your body does not know how to do on its own. (laughs) At least not until you practice meditation, okay? But that's a whole nother podcast. So that relaxed feeling. Eventually, you're going to need more to attain it. You're going to have to spend more money. And then what happens is you become immune to it altogether. You know, I remember... um, I went from just weed to vaping to edibles. And it's like, no matter what, I was always chasing that high, you know, that relaxation. Like, no, I want that feeling. What do I need? I need an indica. I need something stronger, you know, like uh, now give me a bong. Give me like, what do I need? (laughs) What do I need to give me that same high, you know, and guess what that ended up doing? whenever I did attain it, that put me in a state of just being dumbfounded. You know how they joke about potheads, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, you are relaxed and you are in a state of, you know, peace whenever you're high. But when it's done habitually, like when this is your daily practice, like it was mine for quite some time, what ends up happening is even when you're sober, you're not really sober. You've got brain fog. You're not thinking as clear, clearly. You're not as astute. Um, you're not fully present. You're just kind of in this fog, you know, and we only use a small percentage of our brain as is. So let's not fry the rest. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, (laughs) Now, cocaine abuse, listen, when you are getting into these uppers, man, these uppers, these pills, ecstasy, all this other stuff, there are so many components in these drugs that yes, you will get high. You will feel like you are the king of the mother lifting earth. But listen to me when I tell you, That too has a downside, man. And you don't know how it's going to affect you in the long term until it's almost too late. You know, until you're addicted, until you, you know, you're tripping, you have a bad hit, a bad high, whatever the case may be. Like, bad things can happen. When we expose our bodies to these random drugs that now anyone is freaking out here creating, guys. Okay. And, you know, here's the thing that someone told me. And it made me realize that I appreciate my sobriety so much more (laughs) than being messed up or high or relaxed or anything else. This lady was like... You know, um, I was trying to get to know her on a romantic level and she was just kind of like talking to me and really in depth about how she wanted to quit getting high for a few weeks so she could, you know, reduce her tolerance and, you know, then go back into a cycle of taking the drug again so she could have a really awesome trip. And I'm sitting there listening to this. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, I mean, the fact that she's really like planning this out 
I mean, extremely smart woman, borderline genius. And I'm like, yo, you're sitting up here. You're not talking about, you know, your ambitions. You're not talking about, uh, you know, your, your goals. You're talking about like you are literally tailoring your life (laughs) around getting high. You know what I'm saying, guys? Like, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I, I just, I want you to know this. Don't let drugs take over your life because that is ultimately what a lot of them do over the long term. You know, even for me, even when I was just doing it partially, um, as far as weed, marijuana, I wasn't as zealous. I wasn't as tenacious. I wasn't as aggressive in the pursuits of my passions. And, you know, I felt detached. And I'm already, listen, I'm already enough when it comes to being... (laughs) slightly detached because the ADHD really makes me forget about anything and anyone in like less than 10 minutes. So when I was taking, um, you know, when I was doing drugs and I just considered myself doing it recreationally, it really like lowered my ambition to the point where I was, I was not as concerned for my clients I was not as concerned. I was not as thorough. I was not as present because I am wondering, yo, when is like five o'clock going to come around? So I feel good about getting high. (laughs) So I can go and have my apple martini. So I can go and do this on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want you to be careful because drugs are like serpents, man. Like it, it'll creep in there and all of a sudden your ambitions are lowered. All of a sudden your relationships are, you know, they're not as strong. Because you prefer drugs. Because they make you happy and high. <laughs> or you end up rolling with people who also gravitate towards that same substance. So now all of a sudden, like you become lost in the environment conducive to just partying. You know, it's like, okay, I'm looking forward to hanging out with this person and that person on the weekend or at night or whatever the case may be. So I want you to know like your absolute best self, and this is going to sound like I'm just some old person, but I'm keeping it real. Your absolute best self does not need drugs to enjoy life. As a matter of fact, when you are sober, when you are fully coherent, you are able to observe the world from a spiritual and energetic disposition. Like when I tell you I am powerful because my energy is clear, because my mind is absolutely present, I am, listen, I am that person that not only can I effect an environment, but I can pick up on the cues 
that a lot of people don't notice simply because I have this clarity, this metaphysical clarity because I don't do drugs. I don't drink alcohol. You know what I'm saying? And when you have that, it's like you observe the world from an entirely different space, man. Like, yes, I am in the world, but I am not of it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So with that said, I hope something resonated with you. And, you know, you do what's right for you, boo. Because God is using you. And for you to be a good steward of your gifts, you got to be fully present. So don't fall into that pit of making recreational drugs a part of your lifestyle. You know, so many times people get into that and all of a sudden they've got babies. Hey, I'm keeping it real. (laughs) They got babies. They got STDs. Um, They have a cash flow problem because the cash is flowing to the drugs and not their obligations. You know what I'm saying? So listen, guys, I love you. And I just had to put this out there for you because I want you to stay fully present and I want you to live your absolute best life. I have been there. I have done that. And let me tell you, being sober, being present, it is truly God's gift to us. Okay, so with that said, I love you. Share this podcast with anyone that you think could benefit from our supplication, our conversation, our motivation. And if you want to jump on here with me and have a live chat, go ahead and send me an email. I am bellfit at gmail.com. I love you, boo. May God bless you in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Bellfit, and we are the Black Sheep Believers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.